countdown. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome back to Book Talk Made Me, the podcast where we talk about all your favorite books from Book Talk, Bookstagram. You know, basically, wherever you're going to get a good book, we're going to talk about it. I'm Caitlin, joined by my hosts, Bridget and Hilda. Hi. Hi. And we're back. We're just getting back into things. So the atmosphere here in our part of the world, we're in back to school vibes. And are you guys in back to school vibes? If so, I'd say do not listen to this in the car with your kiddos because we're getting into <laughs> <laughs> this is all, this is the 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 podcast you turn on after you have dropped them off while you're flying solo because we're talking about one of our I don't know if it's Hilda's favorite spicy author. It's definitely not, not Hilda's favorite. Definitely not my favorite spicy author. But a spicy author that we've covered before. Uh, we've covered her Dark Olympus series. And this is Katie Robert. I recently learned there's no S. She's just Katie Robert. So sorry. The last five times we've mentioned her name. But just Katie Robert's book. <laughs> it's, it's possessive. There's a, it's apostrophe S. So it's Katie Robert apostrophe S. Yes. Book. <laughs> Robert's book, Cruel Seduction. And now this is part of her Dark Olympus series. So I think we've said it before every time we've covered this. You do not need to have read well, – I don't know. And this one, do you think you have read? need to have read the other ones to know? It helps yes. to understand what is going on. But do we really care? That's just me. Hilda. Hilda's got some thoughts. Strong thoughts and feelings on this. Um, but I, I think, yes, at this point, you should have at least have some familiarity with the world. I think dipping your toe into this as your first book is not the move. I personally recommend if you want to dive into it, um, but you don't want to read all of them, but you want still probably like the plot line, you start with Wicked Beauty, Radiant Sin, then Cruel Seduction. Because um, I feel like Neon Gods and Electric Idol act like a um, prologue for the entire series a bit. Yeah, you get shifted after those previous two. characters. Yeah. You haven't got introduced the, to the main villain. But the first two books are actually the good ones, if there's good ones. I'm just saying if you want to dive into understanding this current book, that's what you should do. Or you could just Electric listen to Electric Idol is my favorite. That's what I was going to say. You just listen to our episodes. True that, true that. We did the, we did the heavy lifting for you. Just skip one of them because I really just butchered all the fucking names. Actually, probably like the last two. So, just- <laughs> I mean, one, that's part of your charm. And two, like, I'm sorry, it's not it's not Theseus, it's Thesus. And also, we had a lot of fan feedback that they really enjoyed Theseus versus Theseus. So I feel like we just, we just got to dive in. See? Just the fandom you know, has casually renaming Greek God. They reject Danica, but they accept Thesus. Oh, Thesus. Right. Can't win them all, but I'll take that one. Who needs a Jesus when you have a Thesus? <laughs> one great. is smutty, one is not. <laughs> That's true. Please, please no. Quite the opposite. Well, on a lighter note, we want to give some shout outs and some friends before we get into this book who engage with us on Spotify. As always, Hilda does a fantastic job of throwing up some questions every week, but that means the old questions are still up there for you to engage with. So head over to Book Talk Made Me podcast on Spotify and you can answer any of these questions at any given time and we're going to talk about them. First one we want to talk about is from Taylor E. And the question she responded to was, is Vincent a daddy or are Caitlin and Hilda just thirsty? And she said, love you guys. With little heart. Love you too, boo. Vincent is kind of a daddy, but let's not pretend he's morally gray. He's brilliant, cold-hearted. He's a brilliant, cold-hearted POS that had some few redeeming soft spots in his life. But that's about it. I agree. I feel like that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But I'm thirsty. <laughs> I'll own it. I'm not. And again, he's Alexander Skarsgård, so. Okay, again. That is was- the only redeeming thing you have said so far about Vincent. Because I have watched – what is that stupid vampire show? Not Buffy. Um, True Blood on HBO. Eric Ooh. Northman. I know. Life yeah. Changing. I know. Bill so, Compton yes. who? Fuck that guy. Yeah. How, Team how, Eric all the way. How is that even like comparable? Like One's no. a two, one's a ten. You like, know what? I think it's it because is. they got married in real life. But I can I see think that. the book yeah. series, she's actually supposed to end up with Eric, I think. Shit. I would have taken him in a heartbeat. <sighs> I don't even like blondes, but Alexander Skarsgård, 
Hit me up. He can get it. For uh, free. Also, <laughs> page B also responded to the same question, daddy or are we just thirsty? She says Vincent gave her creepy vibes in the first Crowds of Nyaxia book, so no. He is not so, her daddy. I think Paige and I have become like TikTok besties because she's all over our comments and I just want to say love you, girl. But I agree 100%. You guys saw me. I was like Stockholm Syndrome who? Uh, what's going on here? This feels creepy. Even more creepier or creepier than the one guy I cannot forget what I can never remember his title. Not the priest. The minister. Whatever happens to the fucking minister? <laughs> You're very so concerned. Caught up. He's <laughs> minister, dude. He, he, someone that evil just doesn't go poof. I don't know. Watch. At the end of the book series, he's going to fucking show up. I'm telling you guys. What if he died in the battle? Or when they blew it all up? Yeah. You guys know how I feel. If we do not see death on screen, if there's not a body, he can come back at any time. Even when there's a body, that bitch still comes back. So there's no <laughs> true fantasy. It's true. You know what, Bridget? I feel I am now on Team Where's the Priest? The minister, because I really want this cameo to happen just to see the excited texts come our yes. way. She's like, I fucking knew it. I told you. I told you, bitches. No. This next question comes to us, and it is, does Tamlin deserve a redemption arc? Rana says, never. Maybe. No, never. And I just want to say I really appreciate your pause where you contemplate this in the middle and then you stand firm in your decision. <laughs> and then you backtrack. Yeah, she's like, never. Same. Maybe. Stand strong. No, never. Yeah, no, I related with that 100%. I, I will go, go back, back and, and forth. forth. No, I'm Team Redemption Arc. I, I will die on this hill. Alicia Kelly also says, definitely not. He had a slight chance before he decided to work with the king. <sighs> Which, again, hearing that, I am now a little bit of a flip-floppy because I forgot. Yes, he did do yeah, some Yeah, then he saved things. her after, but then he insulted her at the High King meeting. Ah. And then he reminds me too much of Dane. So, like, fuck that guy. But then you show me that picture where he looks really hot. I can't make up my mind. I'm not a, I, I don't Are you know. talking about steroid, Tamlin? Yeah, steroid Tamlin. You said he really he looks hot. like Fabio. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. ripped muscles. That was an instant no thank you. It was like, Are you serious? Yes. I was totally like, oh, Tammy Tams. You know what, Hilda? I feel like it's because the romance novels, the romantic novels of our, our childhood featured a Fabio, Fabio looking Fabio, very yeah. much like that on the covers. So that's where we're Nostalgic. Like, like, excuse me. Hello, sir. And that's why. I can understand that. However, like you said, this man had multiple moments to be the better character. I don't want to say man. Because he's acting like a little bitch. Yes. Um, I, I can't <laughs> deny that. I can not deny that. Because remember, yeah, he did try to help her after. But who put her in this situation to begin with? The little yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm holding I, out. I can flip-flop back and forth. I will I will own that. But I right now, I'm leaning towards no. I see that. Uh, two no's and a yes. It's where we're at. One big question. shoulder shrug. I don't know. Only time will tell. Next question. Are you mad at Reese for not telling Feyre about the dangers of her pregnancy? Kit Cub says yes. He shouldn't get to decide what she knows, especially about her body. He went a, l- a little Tamlin. No, Tammy Tam. On her why she was pregnant, which was really out of character for him. Maybe that fact bugged me even more. And I say yes. A thousand times yes. This is why this bugged me. It was out of character. It was uncharacteristically presumptuous yes but also shady of him because again i think we talked about like he's always been of a choice there's no choice here concerns that's bullshit that's why he's off the list for me reese is off the list yeah Yeah. she dumped him like a fucking hot potato i know but i thought that was just like the heat of the moment talking no no i cannot forgive him for that she dumped all of the originals like she dumped (gasps) i know cast is gone reese not castile cast like um no castile cast yeah, Cassian. 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 In my head, Cassian. I was saying Cassian. Um, she dumped everyone. No, no, no. First of all, I am not in my divorce era. I still kept. I still kept my Lance one true Ryan. love, Lance Ryan. But I don't even consider him as part of the list because he is above the list. He's the outlier on your list because he is your one true love. Nothing will ever compete to your Lance Ryan. And so I still have uh, and Cassian. 
did not replace Cassian. But when it comes to like ranking, it's always Lance Orion. Yes. A big old fucking gap. <laughs> then Cassian starts off this your why choose list. This is true. This th- this is legitimate. I do not debate this. I don't need to be selfish. I just need Lance Orion. It's fair. And again, with that Cassian super vampire West. speed, you don't really need anyone else or anything else. Agreed. A hundred percent. Oh, love a little callback to a past episode where we talk about that vampire speed. <laughs> uh, next question. Did you finish reading Beyond the Veil? And if yes, how did you feel about it? Jess said, I liked it, but found it very repetitive. And Jess, you know my thoughts. Ditto a thousand. Next question. Do you think Tori, flipping over to Zodiac Academy, regrets her decision regarding her Elysian mate? XOS Green says she goes back and forth with it always. And, you know, she's a woman. She can flip flop, flip on a dime. Next question. How do you pronounce Danica? Danica or Danica? Which clearly I have a preference there. Samantha Gardner says it's Danica. So sorry, Bridge. Another point. But it's okay. If you guys have thoughts and feelings on any of the parts we've discussed, please head over to Spotify and drop us your thoughts and feelings and we'll talk about them live during the next podcast episode. I also just want to say that we I feel like we've officially renamed her as Danica Danica. You're muted. And you're muted, so I have no idea what you're saying. Expressing wildly. Still muted. You're still muted. (laughs) You have to unmute yourself. So you can go off. <laughs> I was saying, which nobody heard. I consider it a win because I don't even think Caitlin knows what the original word is, pronunciation is anymore, because I've said it so many times the wrong way. We're all defaulting to Danica. You're I welcome. <laughs> I just did it two seconds ago. And it's really messing with my brains. So all that aside, we'd love to, we always love to hear from you. You guys know you can find us at booktalkmademe underscore pod on Instagram and TikTok and head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a reading review. Those mean to the world to us and it helps us grow our following so we can talk more about these books with more of our bookish friends and see what crazy pronunciations come our way. With the housekeeping out of the way, let's get into cruel seduction. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Duh. Oh my gosh. So, Cruel Seduction, we spoke earlier, is. So, this is book five in Katie Roberts' Dark Olympus series. Um, We've covered Neon Gods, book one, Electric Idol, book two, Wicked Beauty, book three, and Radiant Sin, all in our past episodes, which we'll link in the show notes. Yes. So, you can go catch catch up over there. Bridget, you want to talk us through? Yes, I will give you a high level, like super high level. You might as well be reading the book cover of this book. We have Aphrodite, who is formerly known as Eris. If you read the previous book, you would know her as Eris. She recently came into her position as Aphrodite after the previous Aphrodite got the boot in book two. And we have Hephaestus, who is previously known as Theseus de Sus, um, (laughs) our lord and savior. (laughs) And if you've read the previous book, you know that him and his people came into Olympus as part of the trials in order to gain a position within the 13. What Their team did not make it, but he ended up killing someone in the last book and activated the assassination clause. So now he's officially Hephaestus. Do you want to just call him Hef? Just call him Hef. Hef Just kidding. That works too. So Hef is in this book and Aphrodite tells her brother, I'm going to handle the situation. We need to get people to stop talking about the assassination clause because this was a huge secret in Dark Olympus. And the best way to do that is to create buzz because this entire city, if you can call it a city of Dark Olympus, they love drama, they love tea, and they love the press. So she's going to make some press by getting married to none other than Artesius de Seuss Hefa Hef. <laughs> Whatever nicknames this man has. <laughs> and that he is mortal enemy, or I guess god enemy. They're not <laughs> mortals, right? They are. They don't They're, have like superpowers. I, we haven't figured this out. It's- officially out. So they're like half mortal, half god. We're just going to call him mortal enemy number one because him and his people have technically invaded into Dark Olympus. There's a barrier around Olympus. 
um, where people can't come in unless they've been given permission. But we also find out in the previous books that the barrier is slowly deteriorating and it's becoming an issue because there is a threat on the other side of the barrier and we don't know who it is. We know it's connected to Theseus, Theseus, Hepha, um, and his people. Minos. So he has a foster dad named Minos who we'll talk about a lot. So Minos was the one who activated the plan and pushed his little family into this scheme. So they plan to get married to cause a scene to get everyone, you know, distracted from the assassination clause. It does not work because people are trying to assassinate everyone on the 13 left and right. And so they have the assassinations from their own people. They have the barrier threat, the falling down threat. They have um, the whole, what is Minos up to going on? So a lot of stuff is happening in this book, but also Aphrodite and Theseus are having hate sex at the beginning. They are cruel to each other and they're seducing each other and they're trying to scheme their way through. And of course, one catches feelings, the other start, one starts catching feelings, throw in Aphrodite's ex Adonis and Hephaestus's best friend Pandora. And suddenly we have a relationship. Hilda's like, I don't really know. But yeah, they turn out to have a relationship. I don't think all four of them are a relationship, but that is to be debated later in this discussion oh we will get into that um, yes at the very end of the day shit hits the fans someone is stabbed someone's laying in the hospital mino says or theseus goes to minos and says i hate you well he doesn't hate you he says i don't want to be part of this I hate you dad what you're doing yeah basically it was like a go I'm fuck you dad situation life. um and so he stormed off and then went to go meet Eris, who's the one that got stabbed he resigns it from his position in 13 so now he's just theseus and then we find out that Aphrodite also <laughs> resigns from her position. So she's choosing love and he's choosing her and she's choosing Adonis and he's also choosing Adonis. And then she's choosing Pandora. That so, was all the book. Boom. Sideways. That's what it is. Boom. Done. Now you're caught up and you know what happened. Do you guys want to get into thoughts and feelings or plot points first? What do you want? Where do you want? Where do we want to kick Let's off? Do thoughts. Since we just like had a very high level and then we'll do some deep diving. So I did look up some mythology for you guys as well. Ooh, thank you. I actually had to go back and look up the mythology too because I could not remember Aphrodite. Like I feel like you kind of grew up knowing she's the goddess of love. You know Adonis is like a very good looking man. Mm -hmm. And you kind of have a working knowledge. But as you start to get past these – main gods and into these maybe lesser known gods. I was like, what does Hef do? What does he I've got you. He is a I'm going to say he's a maker. He's basically like the blacksmith and he fell in love with Aphrodite and she has many lovers and everyone falls underneath their spell. So there's two versions of it. The first version is they were married and she did not return his affection and he caught her having an affair with Eros or Eris and then he trapped them and brought them to Olympus to shame them. And while he was there, he trapped Hera to the throne and Zeus agreed to marry Hephaestus and Aphrodite together if he released Hera. Some stories say it happened in reverse. He went, he fell in love with her, went to capture Hera and then get Zeus to agree to the marriage before Aphrodite even knew what was happening. So she felt like he went around her. But either way, she was basically forced to marry him. Um, and then Aphrodite and Adonis that they were lovers and he was mortal and when her husband found out he got jealous disguised himself as a boar and then killed Adonis disguised so, himself uh, as a boar you know that <laughs> tattoo that she gets at the beginning of the book the anemone yeah it turns out in the story in the mythology the mythology there we go when she was crying her ther- tears over the death the those flowers like sprung up. Oh, because I did mention that. And it made it seem like it has some significance, but I wasn't Yeah, sure and I what. didn't catch the significance in the book because they didn't even talk about it. But when I looked it up, and I was like, oh, I remember this happening. Good catch. So then if you want to know about the connection between Zeus or all of them and Pandora, so Zeus commanded Hephaestus to forge Pandora to like destroy the world or some shit. And so she's technically the first woman. And so all these gods gave her different parts of their gifts to to help mend her or wield her. And Aphrodite gave her femininity. Saying all my words were it's okay. And that was that the time I couldn't say Illyrians correctly. Illyrians. 
Um, so I didn't put it. I didn't put it in my notes. But one of the things I guess that kind of irks me is that Katie Robert takes obviously a lot of liberties with the mythology, but then she makes connections now between the characters that don't make any sense. Like there was never a Helen, Achilles, Patrocles, Patroclus love triangle. Oh, well, you glad you said that because I thought it was weird that um, Aphrodite's son was Eros in one of the mm-hmm. mythologies and mm-hmm. in the previous no in our book electric idol that was her son yeah and then in the mythology they were lovers and i was like nah this is weird well i so then the other thing that is also confusing is that you have aries the god of war traditionally you have eris the god of chaos and then eros which is another god of love so that's confusing and then the yes. whole like Helen becoming Ares and Theseus becoming Hephaestus. It's like Helen is her own character in Greek mythology. Theseus is his own character in Greek mythology. Like they have no reason to become these characters. You know, like Perseus is its own character in Greek mythology. So it's it's hard to follow. I feel like there's no reasoning to why she's taking these characters and turning them into something else and then still referring to them in their original retelling? name it oh i you know, thought you were gonna talk about the retelling part no yeah, so, so i mean <clears throat> it's just it's weird that's one of the things i had in my notes and we can go segue into that note so thanks bridget for deep diving into the mythology of this because i did look this up but i stopped it half <laughs> i was like someone will figure this out for me um but so we talked about i think in the first book we established the world building so you've got the 13 they are titles like legacy titles like you would have like a president or a mayor except they are the names of gods and they oversee very specific things so you can be bridget the mayor of love town but you're also you're about to say who's town (laughs) also known as aphrodite like that would be your title like you just don't use your god-given name anymore you become aphrodite until you die basically until you die and so that is confusing because sometimes the characters still like to be referred to by their personal names. Mm-hmm. So Perseus became Zeus. And then when he's talking amongst some siblings, they all refer to them as their non-titled names. So like they're just their names they their brother and sisters are called. And it took me an entire chapter where I was like, who the fuck is Perseus? Because like, I had the same reaction. They don't remind you who he was. And just like they go from like Zeus did this and like and Perseus did this. And I literally went back to so I'm like, was Perseus in the room? Like who who is this? It's very confusing. And as you go on, you you remember these things and you pick up, but it was just that was a very confusing point for me when I'm reading at like 2 a.m. Honestly, I wish that they had to they had added that in the headlines at the beginning of the book. So at the beginning of the book, they did this cool thing. Instead of giving you a recap of everything that happened in the I past five this. books, they did news highlights, which I thought was a fun play into it because we know press is such a huge deal in Dark Olympus. But they did the news highlights of everything that has been happening. But So they talked about who killed who and what position they are in now. So that way we're all caught up. But they left out the part about the original Zeus that we met at the first book being killed or dying. I can't he remember. He was killed. Well, he was killed, but nobody was able to prove died it. In, he died in a fight. Yeah. He died from falling off of he his fell tower. Off, uh, he tripped and fell off a 13-story right. building. What? So that's what people know. But we didn't get that headline that, you know, Perseus has taken over his father's position as Zeus. So that's why when we were trying to figure out who the fuck Perseus was, I was like, did I miss something? So yes. she does have in her diagram that she has in the beginning she has like the their Who's original who names yeah yeah but it's still like it, it's they're not natural connections yeah so it's hard to keep track of this i did love the headlines in the beginning you know was, i am a fan of give me a recap of what happened in the previous books within this book so that i'm able to recap I think I think it was Stephen Queens who did it the best, right? Is that the series? I think so. But this this headline like gimmick that was actually it was it was a nice smart. play on what happened. Yeah. And again, to the press points, they're very aware of the press and do things by what the press will pick up. So this was a very cute play on that. Um, I, I'll just launch into my thoughts if that's cool. Yeah, go, go for ahead. It. All right, so Katie. 
our girl Katie, she is a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am kind of gal. And mm-hmm. this book, I could go on about another book I just read too, but you don't have to wait a long time before someone's coming. You know what I mean? There is no, <laughs> there is no 80% slow burn. Like that's happening in the first, what, 5%? We get their wedding night. I, I would have appreciated a little more buildup, but I also very much appreciated that I didn't have to wait for it. I'm of two minds. Again, flip-flopping back and forth. I honestly didn't even need a buildup because there was so much hate between them and I was just like – Clearly established. Give it me fast, <laughs> dirty, and smut. Um, I was a little, you know, let down, but then he made up for it. You know, I normally – I love a good hate sex scene. I do. I don't know if it's because – I don't care about these characters and I'm like, I'm not invested with them, that I don't feel their emotions. Therefore, the hate sex isn't landing the way that it should. Now, is that because, Hilda, you were having Alexa read this to you? Versus no, I, I read, so. I read okay. the first, I read the actual first like, this is, this is wedding screaming night thing. Pussy to me all over again. This, this was, <laughs> no, this was, this was not pussy. This was... This was me reading, like flipped over, touching myself that she was doing, and oh, then that you was know. you. No, no, <laughs> like, what? Too. What were you <laughs> I was like, I'm all for single handed no. reading, but goddamn, don't put it on the podcast. <laughs> no. She was touching herself. He like flipped her over. I read this. I read this. I was not touching myself. Oh my god. <laughs> Hilda, my face is red. I was like, put it out there for the world. That's our Hilda girl. But no, good for you. But also, remember when we started this podcast and we couldn't even say the word sex, and now we're just talking about self pleasure. No, but I, I, I will admit, I, I didn't because it just it does. This was not like it just doesn't. There's something missing. It just does not land for me. So what she's and saying, Hilda was the only one not coming out. Of this <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god! I think I'm gonna cry. That was so funny. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, <laughs> Bridget and I look horrified. <laughs> not horrified, but you know that like <gasps> face. You just say that. Okay. There's never a dull moment. <laughs> However, never. speaking of things. Yes. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it. Say it because I'm sure we all got thoughts on this one part. Two dicks, one hole. I have thoughts. I'm <laughs> I honestly thoughts. like, okay, okay. Jalen, you go with your t- Well, wait, wait, someone start. Gilda, go. So this reverse, is not, reverse. This is not the first time that I have read this scenario. It's not. However, at no point during this interaction was I like, oh my God, that's hot. I was thinking more like, okay, yeah, I know you can get, you can get, a, if you can get a baby out of there, you can get two dicks in there. But it just, I was really caught up in the logistics. And then, Caitlin, you had an excellent point. You're like, she wasn't sore the next day. Like, yeah. That was my part that I was like, okay, can we at least be a little bit? She sprung realistic. out of bed like a spring chicken. She's like, whoop, let me just go get ready for this meeting and like let take a shower. Let me go get some coffee and I'll make out with Pandora in the kitchen. I can't even spring up like that out of just a normal sleep. Right? Like, I was like, yeah. I have to ease my way up out of yeah, the bed. Yeah, I'm like an old Roll car. Roll myself over. <laughs> get like, like two feet on the floor. I, I was just like two two Ds, one V. Okay? With the logistics on that. I'm Again, like trying to figure it out because I remember being like, how? Just watch some porn. You'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> But it was just like the how, not the how, but just like the how don't forget of- to put your browser on private before you're doing that so you don't get any weird ads. Jacob's y'all. ladder all over again. <laughs> but it was the how because both men are described as very full, thick, girthy. Girthy. They're member. Men. And They're so member. I was like, to Hilda's point, how, the room size, but also soreness. I'm just, but also, you know, maybe I this like, is where I just need to suspend disbelief because this is but, not a real book. Because it was like, how much lube? Because okay, the first time I read the scenario, it was very like they moved slowly and it was very like tentative. And we were texting to try and figure out like who has read so, this before. And so I was like, I felt like that scenario was a little bit more believable. This was like, well, I just dumped a bunch of lube. 
And you just I could have right sworn there. there was the scenario plus one extra in the other hole and ruthless boys, but they yeah. keep telling me that it did not happen. So no. I guess I read some other series. Would it happen? What happened like that? I don't know. I read a lot of fucking books, and there's like ninety percent of so, them just okay. fucking straight smut. So yeah, I feel like it just it happened too quickly. Like you can just like slip on slide right in there. Just a wham bam, thank you, man. Right. I feel like Robert. there was not enough preparation and i do appreciate when it comes to such complicated you know activities like this arrangements and multiple people that proper care and preparation is proper preparation beforehand proper care afterhand but none of that happened in this book yeah like which stops her condoms she stops her condoms right which i'm very shocked to read that from katie robert like i always expect more from her when it comes to certain things like that. And then, and then I'm just going to say it, it was a missed opportunity getting Pandora in there. I mean, like you already got this scenario. You might as well have just added a fourth. What? Okay. But see, that's my thing. I don't think Pandora would be in a sexual relationship with the four of them. So no. I don't know why she's in that with the photo. I think the it photo like, was misleading. Yeah. Okay. So in the beginning of this book, there is a photo where – it's, is there a photo in this book? There is. Or is it? We talked yeah, about it's it. Like first fucking page. Is Just it, kidding. It's it. probably like the second or third. Did I miss it? Yeah, because I was like, "What? What's happening here?" And I thought someone was a shadow. Like, couldn't really see very well. Uh, anywho, yeah. So there's like a, and it's really only maybe two engaging in the act, and then you have someone kind of like hovering over a shoulder, smooching a shoulder, and someone's Pandora's holding a hand. It's literally the second page. Can you send me a screenshot? I don't. We have saw it. this. I don't have it. What? Oh, wait. No, I do. Okay. Yeah, no. I feel like this is... Okay, first so, of all, I feel like Aphrodite is just greedy. In the photo well, or in the, the goddess book? goddess of love. Or so I feel like that's, this makes sense to me for her. I... It was weird. You have this triangle thruple and then an odd man out. And, and like a side a duo. piece. Yeah. And the side piece is like, I'm not going to be monogamous. Don't expect this of me. And she's like, would never. Do right. you, boo? And I was like, wait a minute. Wait a dang minute. I thought this was going to be a right and i feel like that was my problem with their relationship is that even though we got four povs this entire freaking book we were lacking the relationship building for all four all four of them i feel like Mm -hmm. i felt like there was a huge gap and they kept referencing the party from the last book and how they had like an instant connection which i get i love a good instant connection but could we have built more on that in this book? So I guess there's also this whole bunch of like behind the scenes stuff that it happened between her and Pandora before the wedding. Like they spent two weeks getting to know each other. And so she was kind of starting to catch feelings before the wedding. And I was like, that is great. But we needed more within the book to build into this very believable poly relationship. And then we didn't get any of Adonis because that's her ex and her lover that she was so brokenhearted over. I and thought I it felt was... like him and Theseus went hanky-panky really quickly without any they actual did. relationship building. Yeah, so actually I was just doing a quick Google to be like, are, are my initial beliefs of a polyamorous couple not correct? Maybe I'm thinking of like a why choose scenario where I thought she'd have a why choose and she gets three different people to choose from. Whereas now like I think there's also just very different sexual relationships you can have within your group mm-hmm. so i know this is a very just like we got a threesome and we got a twosome they the twosome and the threesome don't mix they're two right separate. but they're still considered part of the like family. a family union, union. right yes. so that's why when they were having lunch and breakfast Dinner, together breakfast, and the thing, was, yeah. they were all talking about how they can see this happening in the future but they are in a sexual relationship together as a foursome so is this more of like like a sister wives maybe yeah where the sisters are not all getting it on in the sister wives group but you have the no you although be two a white of the shoes. sisters although two of the sisters are i so are they well well no not i'm saying oh, in this I example like, oh hold on we're gonna get a whole example. sister wives <laughs> is this sister wives still more like um a harem yes it is yes so the only reason why i have an issue with this is like we already got the the threesome relationship so like kick it up a notch just give us a full foursome kick it up i don't know the next book we'll see well the next book i think is going to be back to threesome because it's karen eurydice and orpheus or as bridget and i called him charon charon It just rolls off the tongue like chicharron. You're wondering, yes. You're wondering how that's spelled. It's C H A R O N. And before we jumped in the podcast, we're like, let's just 
let's do better. Let's try and check our pronunciations. <laughs> that was mainly for me because I just suck with these. Um, but I'm glad you're also wrong with that name. But it turns out his name is like Karen. Which is why he was a no fun haver at the end of this book. Total Karen. You know what I mean? <laughs> total, total Karen. Total Karen oh move. God. Also, I take issue with her titles. They don't make any sense. I want to say this one made the most sense out of all of them. But I felt like one of the other ones, at least they had the phrase somewhere throughout the book, but I don't remember. You were like, well, prove it. And I was like, bitch, I'm fucking writing an outline. I don't have time to prove it right now. I'm like, <laughs> like Radiant Sin, Wicked Beauty made no fucking sense. Like, whatever. We all know Electric Idol is going to be the name of our strip club. Yeah. But that's it. Book I mean, they're cool. Me. They're cool titles. I just don't think they make any sense. Book Talk made me open the strip club. That's what it, that's what its official title. That'll name be would the be. LLC. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the only other note we hadn't covered, which we want to talk about, was with this. If you guys are subscribed to Katie Roberts' <laughs> newsletter, <laughs> <laughs> um, she released, which we have been talking about for a while now. We're like Zeus and Hera, so formerly Castillo. Er- Callisto. 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 There we go. And so Zeus and Hera, <laughs> former Perseus and Callisto, who like hate marry each other, like really hate. She's I'm described as like just very aggressive and abrasive. A shrew. A shrew. They get married in like the world's most shocking events. And she released a snippet of their wedding night POV. Now, we've been saying we're so excited for this book. So I downloaded it and I hadn't read it yet because I wanted to finish Cruel Seduction first. But Bridget did. So tell me, Bridget. So I didn't realize it was just her POV and I was really expecting a tidbit from both of them. But I was hoping to get a different Zeus. You know, sometimes like you meet Zeus in the book and he's one way because he's Zeus and he's like- He's a lady in the streets, but a freak in the bed. Right, right, right. I was hoping that. Um, He was very, very good at what he was doing because even she thought so, but he was still by the book. Um, and so oh. I was hoping to see- No, no, not his sex was by the book, but his like character, her, his personality was very much like, okay, and- And I was like, do you have any personality behind you? But I think in his book, we'll get more of it because we'll get his POV. So I'm still excited to read theirs. Okay, I'm definitely because their interaction in this book, that one little scene where he's on the phone with her or his sister on phone with his sister. And he's like, I'll be right with you. And I was like, I can feel the tension brewing from here. But then there was also like a little throwaway line that I think they Seuss noted where they're in a 13 meeting and Zeus says something to Carol's missing, right? And I think Artemis like puts her hand on Callisto. Like there was some, there's some interaction oh, yes. with a third person, and he was like weird, but he clocked it. And I feel like this is a spoiler of maybe things to come. I, I just want to skip ahead to their book. Yeah, I, I, like, want I don't their, care about the other two books. I want their book very badly because again, I love a good hate sex scene. Mm-hmm. And maybe this will be the book that redeems katie robert for me but i'm also expectations are so low that it's not going to take a lot to impress me Mm -hmm. clearly but i would really want it to be like hot and spicy yes and so you if you guys want to to check out this book i think it's available for free on our website if you sign into our newsletter or you can just dm us and i'm pretty sure i can send you the link we'll figure something out um i'll just have to laugh at bridget's recap notes she had where she was giving us alternative titles for the previous books so neon gods want to tell us so neon gods we have our relationship our main characters are hades and persephone and basically the entire book the whole plot came out to be Zeus must die. Like John Tucker must die, but Zeus must die. I really laughed at that. Uh, if you haven't read it, Persephone is to marry Zeus. She runs away from him. She ends up in the lower city where she meets Hades. He puts her underneath their protection. They end up fucking and falling in love. And then Zeus must die. So they get rid of Zeus. Electric Idol, Psyche is to marry the new Zeus per her mother. And she ends up getting on a hit list because Aphrodite is jealous of her because she's like a social media blogger and she has like a very good social media following and Aphrodite is a jealous bitch. So she wants her son Eros to kill her. They end up hatching a plan to keep her safe, end up falling in love. And then 
that's where Hera, or the current Hera, comes in, which is Casillo. She comes in and says, you know, I'll let... Callisto. Callisto. <laughs> I think Callisto. <laughs> Callisto comes in and says, I will do one for the solid for the family. Everyone has kind of kept me out of the drama, but it's my turn now to save face for the family. And I want you to be happy. So she agrees to marry the new Zeus, which is Perseus. Per- Perseus. Wow. <laughs> Perseus. <laughs> And so that's how they end up in a relationship and getting married. And then Psyche is able to marry her man. And now, so those are like the first two books. And I feel like you get kind of a background information into Dark Olympus and the storylines. And we get people into their new positions in the 13. And then we have Wicked Beauty, which is Helen, Achilles, and Pat. And they enter a Hunger Games trials for the position of, what is that position's name? Aries. Aries. <laughs> you think I'm going to try to name Patrolis? Patrol, petroleum and jelly? Patrol? Like the gas? Oh my god, I'm crying. And so, I'm crying. Oh my god. I, Helen I is actually the prize for the trial winner, so they get the position and marry Helen because she is the sister of the current Zeus. And so she decides, fuck it, I don't want to be someone's wife. I want to become one of the 13. And so she enters the challenge herself. She ends up pairing off with those two who are also in a relationship. And then she ends up fucking each of them individually. And then all three of them end up in a relationship. So she wins the trials. The both of them become her side piece husbands and her like second in commands, basically. Caitlin, Caitlin, you missed it. Okay. I saw you guys laughing and I was like, what did I miss? You missed it. She was like, yeah, it was Helen. Achilles and Pat. <laughs> oh my god. Hold on. Now Bridget has one of hers are crying. Oh my god, that was so good. And then so during that trial, we have Minos's family coming in to Dark Olympus to compete and try to win that position in 13. And so we meet Theseus, Minotaur, Minos, and the rest of his family, which include Pandora. And so it was in Wicked Beauty that we found out that the barrier is weak and it is uh, there's an outside threat. And so that is one of the problems. Now they have these people who are basically invading Dark Olympus and there's some plan being hatched. In Radiant Sin, we meet Apollo. Not Apollo. Apollo. <laughs> I'm just playing the crowd at this point. <laughs> Apollo? Seriously, Bridget? I'm joking. Oh. I actually knew that one. I just thought it was funny. Los um, Pollos and- <laughs> Loco. Los Pollos Hermano. No, it's a Pollo Tropical. <laughs> I think I just snorted. I was laughing so hard. I'm here all night, you guys. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love this so much. Oh, so- oh Jesus. Oh, no, this I'm about was- to say a Pollo again. Apollo is... Um, his position within the 13 is he's basically a spy master. He knows literally all the information that needs to know, and he's feeding that into the 13. And so his job is to find out what's going on with Minos, what threat exactly do they serve. And he also needs to figure out how to build the barrier or fix it. So he's really frustrated. Minos invites a certain handful of the 13 over for a house party, which turns out to be a game of clue because suddenly people are dying left and right. Uh, Cassandra is actually his employee, his, I think, assistant, and they end up getting together. And at the end of the story, the both of them are trying to fight off Minos's people and they sue Theseus. He ends up killing the previous Hephaestus, Hephaestus and joins that becomes that position because of the assassination clause and that's where we are boom 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 you're all caught up now enter boom wedding night they get married there is they go up to their suite there's hate sex she fucking pieces out but before they got married her ex-lover shows up and begs her to run away with her and she says no and she's distraught but she's taking one for the team and she's going to marry this person that she hates who is the mortal enemy but to get even with him because they're petty like that she invites her mortal enemy's best friend slash foster sister to sister friend yeah that's another reason why they're probably not in a foursome because that would be weird yeah because they're like weird siblings but not siblings foster siblings i mean you know some taboo shit anyhow um (laughs) so 
she ends up going out to the club. A character that we've met previously in the book, who is Eurydice. 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 Um, Eurydice. Also, everyone is like, we're the super secret sex club. Like, everyone knows about it. Everyone knows about it. I'm like, I thought this was a secret. And how do you have access to it? It's not a super secret sex club anymore. They invited her to Electric Idol. (laughs) I don't think we've ever found out the name of it. We've never. I think it's just like Hades Dungeon of Love. I'm down to go. She gets her to take her to the sex club and she gets drunk beforehand. Pandora is like very aware of what's going on. She knows she's just like a part of the trap and people are trying to get to know her so they can find out what's going on with Minos. But she goes willingly because she's drunk and she's like, fuck it. I'm going to call her Eris because that is her original name. Eris shows up, takes her home, puts her into her bed and then takes a selfie with her in the background. So now... Her husband is pissed off because his foster sister is in bed with his ex-wife. He shows up. He's With pissed. his current wife. With his current wife. Yes. Sorry. Um, he's pissed off. He shows up. He tells her off. Um, and then he goes away. On his way out, he meets up with her ex-boyfriend, Adonis, and they make a pact with each other to work on his press persona and make everyone believe that he is the longing husband who's just waiting for his philandering wife to really turn everyone's opinion on him to make him more favorable because everybody loves her. So that starts working. They're working together, but there's also like instant connection and they have a spark. So I was like, okay, let's see where this goes. Eris convinces Pandora to meet her at the club again later that night. She gets off on her leg and then Eris decides to just send her home. Literally, the note says, Pandora, Eris, sex club, ride leg, come, leave. That's it. (laughs) Which truly is the best notes. Like, that's the highlights. Right. So Eris goes home and she finds her husband in her apartment and he confronts her and he's like, what are you doing with my foster sister? What the fuck? Stay away from her. And then he fucks her mindless. And that was some good sex scene. That was. I was like, okay, we made up for the first night. Um, and then they fall asleep together. Adonis shows up and he's like, you're sleeping with him? Not like that sleeping. they're having sex, but they, she, apparently she has this issue where she cannot sleep well. And the only time she's been able to sleep in the past couple of years is if she was with her ex. Um, so even when they were taking breaks, she would still go to his apartment and sleep with him in bed. So he was very shocked. So they have a little spat. Um, he comes to inform them that the assassinations have started. The people of Dark Olympus. I don't even know if it's called Dark Olympus. It's the just Olympus. of Olympus have started to tr- uh, killing, attempting to kill people on the 13 in order to gain their position. So chaos has started. Yeah. And so that just, was like, also part of like Minos's plan because he released some information about the assassination clause, but you're supposed to do it in a very specific way. So just killing the person doesn't make it that you inherit their position it's just it's more chaotic because these people are literally being threatened but that doesn't mean that there's going to be an automatic replacement so he's really just trying to destabilize uh, their way of life and so and we know that to that point i just want to jump in and say it like we know at this point it's revealed later that he's backed by some mysterious benefactor Someone mm-hmm. is plotting revenge on this. And I said we had had an unhinged theory and I was I'm like, it could be one of two people. And then you guys said, well, they said it's a woman. So I was like, okay, it can be one person then. Because <laughs> previously thought it was Hercules, the ousted brother of now Zeus and now Aphrodite by their father. And I was like, oh, he's definitely got a bone to pick. But now I think, and we all kind of talked about this earlier, I think it is Aphrodite. The old Aphrodite. The old Aphrodite. Who's she was a pissed. jealous bitch. Yes. And she's like, you screw me? I'm going to screw yeah, you back. She has a bone to pick with. Right. With everyone. So that, that kind of sets up how the four, four individual characters, their relationships have kind of started. So then basically throughout the rest of the book, we have Desus who's struggling with his position within the 13. He doesn't like his job. He thinks he's dumb and he's not able to do his job. Everyone thinks he's- He also is kind of dumb. I know. Uh, I he, like, he, has, he is. He but, has valid points there. Um, Minos is no longer giving him information because he's one of the 13. So he's feeling like he's being played left and right. We know him as mortal enemy. And even though he doesn't like his wife, he's starting to catch feelings for her. Adonis is helping him, obviously. And they end up catching feelings for each other. And after he has like this big confrontation with Minos and Pandora, he goes to seek out 
Adonis to tell him off because Minos was upset about his press, what the press is saying about his him. His press perception, his PR. Yeah, about how he's weak even though they're spinning a different tale. And so instead of, you know, fighting with him as soon as he gets there, he ends up, you know, making sweet, sweet love with them, I guess. I don't know. So this is a problem I had with this. And I know, again, we're suspending disbelief. This is a bite-sized book. We don't have a ton of, ton of time to develop relationships. But it just felt like they just went into this. This wasn't like a, ooh, like a one-night stand kind of situation. This felt like a, yeah. I'm catching feels right away. And then they kind of went from, oh, I kind of like you, to like, I'm in love with this man. I cannot be separated. The way he looks at me makes my heart flutter. And I was just like, whoa, calm right now. And even afterwards, they were like very like buddy-buddy. And I was like, so you guys are already acting like you're in a relationship. Not just buddy, buddy. But you know, <laughs> honey bunny. Meanwhile, Eris is over here like, I'm trying to work for the 13, you know, save everyone. But she has already said that she wants Pandora. All right, cool. But like Pandora hasn't said anything either way. And Pandora just wants to make sure that Theseus isn't going to get fucked over and get killed because that's the one person that she has cared about for like the longest time. We also find out how Theseus and Pandora met which is they were in the same foster home together and one of the priests had made some like comments and was trying to come on to her and so Theseus was always her protector while they were there because they grew up together and the priest came and tried to attack him in the middle of the night and he killed the priest but he also got gutted and he ended up in the hospital and that's where Minos came to collect him as his new foster dad and he made the arrangement with Minos that wherever I go, Pandora goes. So she's basically just the extra. Yeah. And Minos could give two shits about Pandora. Correct. And so Pandora knows this. So she's the one that's trying to like talk sense into Theseus the entire time saying, let's think about this. What are, is the plans actually wrong? We're invading their land. What do you expect? Of course, they're going to hate us. And then she's also, I guess, catching feelings for Eris and she's worried about Theseus. Eventually they go to this meeting with the 13 and this is after Eris has been attacked. So she was one of the 13 that was like an attempted murder was made on her. And Theseus was there after he had sex with her ex and he was going to confront her about something. And the person comes, tries to kill her. He saves her and then bandages her up, leaves. And then later that night, he finds her like in the shower, all broken apart. And he calls Adonis and then... Well, he calls Pandora. Pandora says, I can't do anything right now. She needs her ex. So they come and then they have a threesome. Not mad about it. Loved it. Pandora shows up the next morning and suddenly you see the four of them together for the first time. She goes to her meeting with the 13. The 13, they have their meeting. Minos shows up, which everyone was shocked by except for Zeus. He says, I don't need anything. I don't want anything from you guys. I'm just a citizen now. And I'm not the reason for all of these assassinations. Like that's not me. So we know it's the civilians. We know that this is his life is nothing because Minos isn't giving him extra protection. So Minos, uh, Theseus is now understanding that, you know, Minos doesn't give a fuck to he's him. Like that he idolizes. He's yeah. just collateral. He's just part of the plan the entire he's time. He's a means so, to an end. Correct. So now he's starting to realize, okay, maybe I'm in the wrong and this isn't worth it because because he's now he has more people. Horse. Correct. He has more people he loves. So he's realizing that he cares for Eris, he cares for Donus, and of course he cares for Pandora. And they are here in Olympus, and that's where he wants to be. After the meeting, a select few of the 13 show up. And they say, I don't have a solution, but here's the solution. We're going to just kill Theseus and call it a day. I don't know how that solves anything, but they give Eris three days to convert her husband to the other side. And so when she goes home later that night, she has dinner with her family, her family, quote unquote, the four of them. And they find out that someone tried to poison their food. So Adonis and Pandora leave because they can tell that the tension between Theseus and Eris is thick and they need to talk about it. And so they're in this like positions where both of them are basically weapons against the same war, against each other, but in the same war. And while they're like having a heart to heart about it, someone walks into the house and tries to kill them. And then we realize that they're there for Theseus and not even her, but she tries to save him while he's trying to save her and she gets stabbed. So Adonis walks in, snaps his neck or knocks him out. They call the police that's specific to the 13. They show up. They take her to hospital. Theseus is like, I have something to go take care of. He zooms off to go tell Minos off and say, I'm no longer part of this. Your plan. I'm going to resign from the 13. Go fuck yourself. And he tells the Minotaur, I'm leaving for something that I love. Maybe you should consider doing that as well. 
and he zooms off to the hospital. He encounters Zeus. Zeus is like, don't you dare come over here. And then he's like, I have no issues with you. I'm here to resign. Oh, by the way, Minos has some sort of shipment and you guys should get your people there. Um, So he accepts the resignation. He goes and starts immediately making calls about the shipment. Turns out the shipments they had, all of the cargo is gone. So that's apparently already in the city. We don't know what it is, but we know this mysterious person orchestrating all this helped to get in and really setting us up for some shit to go down in the next book. Right. So then that's that. Everyone's waiting for Eris to get out of surgery. When they finally get cleared to go see her, only two people could go in at one time. Zeus goes in to give her an update, and that's because it's her brother. Theseus goes in to kind of tell her, hey, I resigned from my position. And then Zeus is telling Eris, like, he's no longer part of the 13. You need to divorce him and marry someone else. That's going to be a good match for you. And she starts panicking because she thinks if Theseus is no longer part of the 13, he's not going to stay in dark in olympus and then he's like no 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 i'm here i'm staying for you i'm staying for adonis i'm staying for pedora and then she's freaking out like oh my god he loves everybody else but not me and then he's like no you idiot i fucking love you too then she decides to resign from her position as aphrodite yes which was like a huge one these resignations coming both back to back i expected hefes hef did not expect aphrodite because the entire 98% of this book before this, she's like, I'm doing this for the city. I'm doing it for the city I love. I have responsibility for the city. And seemed almost, I mean, I guess death will do that to you. Assassination attempts will do that to you and make you change your mind so quickly. Get it. Considering her position, remember, she's a love match. She's a love maker. Matchmaker. Love matchmaker. Good Lord. So her tactical for warfare beforehand was just dealing with the press and, you know, spinning all the tales on who's in love with this person and who's in love with that person and making matches between families. At no point did they ever say that in her job description, she was going to have to take a knife to the gut um, and gear up for war. So I get it, but I was also very shocked because she was like, ride or die. I'm going to do this for my family and my city. Um, So that was the resignation that was shocking to me. Pandora and Adonis show up and then that is basically the end. Oh, they have a conversation about how um, Pandora can move into an apartment and she can have other lovers. Theseus is like, but they can't come back to the apartment because that's a security risk. But it's clear that she's going to have other lovers. Yeah. And And that's what I felt about that. I just thought that was weird. I mean, I felt like that was normal. Considering how she was and what she said from like the get-go. See, to me, up to this point, I thought she was like, I am obsessed and in love with Aphrodite slash Eris. And so I never got like, like, I'm in love with you. It was more like, I care for you deeply. I don't understand how all of these feelings are popping up when these people like barely know each other. You know, I'm not going to say anything else. You guys know how I feel about this. I just, it's, it's all just very unbelievable. The relationships the reasons for them liking each other. We still can't figure out what this fucking city state of Olympus is and like why it exists. I want to say, I honestly don't know the timeline between the wedding and the last <laughs> and her getting stabbed. It I, had it to, to be like, like a week. A week. Yeah. A week and 300 pages. Plus or it's, minus like 50 pages. No, it's, it's felt like days, like five days. Like they got married on a Friday. She's resigning the following for a week. Yeah. Yeah, probably. It's just I, I have nothing else to say about that, but I will keep repeating myself because that's how strongly I feel about it. I flew through that. What more can you need? Just read the fucking book if you liked it. If you liked what you, we said at this point, just go read the book. It was worth it. I did feel like there was a little bit of a lull in the middle. I'm like, ooh, spicy, spicy, good stuff. And then it was just kind of like, <sighs> where they all worked through their feelings. I'm like, I feel I like there was a lot of talking. I felt a like it was a lot of, of like talking. Pandora trying to like feed everyone else to make like reasonable decisions. And then there was just Adonis like, I'm here. Here's my dick. I'm thinking with my dick. <laughs> yeah. I, out of all the characters, I don't think I connected with them the most, but I was excited to read it. And I'd say maybe it's like a, a two and a halfer. Really? I mean, like it wasn't. You're usually like a solid. You don't like a book. It's a three. Yeah, and so maybe my scale's adjusting. I don't know. I just feel like this one was a little bit repetitive in the middle of it, where they're just like working through their feels and Pandora's. Maybe the stakes need to be raised higher. I'm not sure. I think this is a one star for me. Maybe like a two point seven five. A one star is a DNF. 
at first, well, there was parts I didn't finish. I mean, went to the end. I was literally skipping entire conversations and pages because I was like, this is, I don't care about this. I think maybe it needed a, a smidge more plot progression. Smut level, great. Plot progression, again, this took place in the matter of days. And all we got is like, Theseus broke up with his dad and then... Except there were some know, shipments that came in, but right, nobody knows still what happened. All, all we know. It's just, I don't, you know, these are not for me. I want to say that was my main frustration with this book, but however, I came in to gobble you know up you're gonna get. some we're spice. Just gobble. I started this book at like seven o'clock in the morning and I finished it literally seven o'clock at night. And that was with me like traveling, going to pick up my kids, doing all the normal fucking mom shit that I have to do throughout the day and chores and shit like that. Because I was just like reading as I was doing stuff. I, that, and that's why I they're like quick her reads. Books. They're quick. They're fun. Like they're they're fun. They're going to be a fun read. It's not deep, heavy material we're getting into. I messaged you guys that after I put this down, I'm like, I need like a another little quick breather. So I like other books. There's another book that she has that I started that I sent to Hilda. So I was like, girl, this is right up your alley. There's magic vampire semen. <laughs> yes. Like literally <laughs> quoted this to her. I'm like, how can you not read it? This is the quote. This is it. I want to say Caitlin's know. text message to – get Hilda's attention was literally like, Hilda, I have a book for you. It is literally right up your alley. Alley with, here's my neck, here's my pussy boy. <laughs> and vampires. Like, this is it, Hilda. This is what I you may, need. I may have to go read this Also, now. it's like a short 190, 190 pages. This, that's nothing. That is, a, that is a glorious amount. You know what I mean? Like, it's just enough. I could have like a whole little mini bonus episode, TED Talk. Like, here's 10 reasons Caitlin tells you you should read this book. Numbers one through seven are magic or, semen. S- I was about to say sex, 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 sex. Basically. Basically. And they're like, oh, no, we have to do this magic ritual where three of us are there. Also, still, even in that one, only one D in the V. Huh. Okay, Caitlin, how many Katie Robert books have you read so far? Because I know you you dabbled with some, I think, what, demon or monster smut with her? <laughs> yeah. Is this is this Court of the Vampire Queen? Yes. And I didn't know. I thought it was just one book. I didn't realize I was signing up for a series. But they're on kin- Kindle Unlimited. And again, this is your good wham, bam, thank you, ma'ams. Like a nice palate cleanser. When we're reading these books that are like seven, eight hundred pages and you're slogging through it. But like happily, you know, you just need something that's like, I just need something quick and fun. But not a whole lot's happening here. I call that, you know how everyone says they're a mood reader? I'm actually a cycle reader. So like the types of books that I want to read are based on my cycle. Oh, menstruation cycle for those of you guys who don't get it yet. But there's that like one week where I'm just like, give me all the smut. And I don't realize it until I'm like, oh, okay. I understand now. And then when I I get get to like the cozy romancy shit, I'm just like, oh, it's about to be the week. Here comes Interesting. So all that to say, we'd love to know your thoughts and feelings if you guys have read Cruel Seduction. If you have, if you haven't, are you following along? What are your thoughts and feelings on these characters? Are you as confused by the titles as us? Are you as upset about 2Ds and the V? Is this? Who's actually upset I, about so, that? No, I want to clarify. I was not upset about it. I just – I don't think it happened correctly. Yeah. We're just confused about logistics. And no, I'm not confused about logistics. I just – I feel like it, it happened too quickly. And again, this is the woman who writes in and they're like, hey, I'm going to stop. I'm going to put on a condom. Are you okay with that? Right. Like she's very – Because we got tested. Very intentional with what she's putting in there from a realistic consent worldly perspective. We're talking about birth control. We're talking about contraception. We're talking about consent and making sure everyone's okay every single time. And, which and then I love. Just, yeah, I love that. I love that. And then to just pop back up fresh as a daisy. Not to mention, we didn't even talk about the cleanup that would be required yeah. after all of that. There was no cleanup None. with Theseus and like, Adamus. I'm yeah, going to hop, hop, skip, and a jump. There would be no hopping. There would be no skipping. There would just be dripping. You're <laughs> – Can I just say, I feel like this episode has so many quotable zingers. I know. We're going to have to like comb through and be like, this is social media gold. Um, I also want to say, Hilda, give us the update on what is going on in the universe. Oh, so. Your woo-woo update of the week. Okay, everybody. We started Mercury Retrograde today. If you have not been able to tell from how unhinged this this recording seems to be (laughs) with our single-handed reading comments. I want to. 
2D's 1B. <laughs> I want to clarify. So I started referencing Mercury Retrograde several years ago, kind of like as an inside joke, because I used to work with a designer that every time anything like went awry, he was like, oh, Mercury's in retrograde. And sure <laughs> enough, we'd Google it and it's like, oh, Mercury's in retrograde. So I've started using it way too often. People think that I probably very strongly believe in it. And I kind of do, but I don't. Um, oh, I, I do. Still, I feel the effects still, every time. I still believe that everybody is like a master of their own fate. But I just like to blame something when shit's hitting the fan. Right, again, but, we are perfect queens. It is not us. It is everyone else. It's the universe. But sometimes the universe is not working with you the way that you would want it to. So anyways, if you're also suffering through Mercury retrograde, uh, you can also talk to us about that in our DMs. Yeah, I can happily tell you how I woke up at the time I wanted to leave for the first day of school. Chaos. Chaos. Pure chaos this week started with. And South Florida traffic on the first day of school no is like bueno. 10 times worse. Well, let's look onwards and upwards. So our next book, if you guys are reading along with us, is where we jump into the Witch Collector series, which is – or no, the Witch Collector, which is the Witch Walker series. Now, it's come to our attention. This is actually four books uh, with the fourth book coming out this November. Um, so we'll be covering books one through three before then, and then we'll be all caught up. I'm kind of bummed about this because now I'm going to want a fifth book because I strongly believe in series being odd numbered and I don't want a fifth book because I'm tired of these series that never end. That's fair. That's fair. We do read a lot of them <laughs> that never end. I just feel like we're so like because they keep pushing out more books within these series. We don't get time to read new books. Yeah, like we're, we're just cycling through the greatest hits, which again, happy to do. It's just, I think we were so excited for Fourth Wing. I'm like, fresh content? What? And then there's 700 of these yeah, that are going like, to be oh, coming shit. out. Queens and Axia, a duology. Oh, shit. No, it's actually six books. It's actually six books. Basically, what we're saying is that we'll be here for a very, very long time, but it will be a good time. Of course it will be. And you guys know where to find us, of course, which is booktalkmademe underscore pod on Instagram and TikTok. Please, 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 we love to hear from you guys. So drop us a review, drop us a rating, drop into our DMs and tell us how you really feel. The DMs have been popping off this week. Just me mm -hmm. seeing all these notifications. So appreciate everyone coming in to chit-chat with us. So like we said, we are going to be covering the Witch Collector series. Then we're going to do maybe a little Zodiac Academy Book 8 recap. Because last time we just said thoughts and feelings. And we didn't really tell you what the hell was happening. And <laughs> But also, did we know what was happening? I was about to say... What happened in that book? I just remember it was fucking long I, shit and there was some weird like witchy sex weird I thing. I think that people definitely need to know what was happening because they probably had the same experience. Yeah, we got to um, do a little recap to catch us up because at some point, we, I mean at some point, there will be Zodiac Academy 9. Which should be the end. And I say should because we know. You never know anymore. Yeah, never. Me no. and the sisters have no trust. There's no trust between us. Uh, but we've got a lot planned for the rest of the year. All that to say, if you guys have a good book, please drop it. Tell us what you want us to read. We are actively already taking things into 2024 and reshuffling constantly on based on what you guys are saying. So drop us the line. Drop us what you want to talk about, and we'll go from there. So from us tonight, we bid you adieu. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>